Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back into the One Health Podcast. Uh, first off, before we dive into things today, I want to give a special thanks to the overwhelming love and support we've seen from the first four episodes. Um, I've had people come up to me and tell me that they're amazed by some of the stories that uh, our guests have shared. They've gotten a lot of inspiration from it. Um, everybody's been super supportive, so I really, really do appreciate that. Make sure, if you guys could do us one favor, make sure you guys hop on iTunes, leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. That means a lot to us. That helps us out a lot with our rating on there and the rankings. Give us some love. Share it with your friends and family. Um, and a special thanks today, again, to our sponsors of the show, Motivating You and EcoGym. Make sure you guys go to shop.teammotive.com the number eight, the letter N, and the letter U. So that's shop.teammotivateandyou.com and get your free macro plan today. Start your healthy lifestyle with them. And another special thanks to EcoGym. You guys need to go to ecogymworldwide.com, find a club near you, get your free trial workout, and get a $50 voucher you guys can put towards any product, service, uh, memberships, personal training, hyperbaric therapy, red light therapy, healthy organic meals, smoothies. They're doing a lot of cool stuff now. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, and Ticket Weirdo has graciously offered to sponsor this episode. And that is a nice segue for us. I have the one and only Chris Gellings with wow. me today. Wow, man, dude, this, this is crazy. And, you know, this is my, this is the first podcast I've ever done, really. I mean, lots of interviews over the years. A lot of TV stuff, a lot of stuff, but this is the first podcast. I'm impressed, dude. I was checking it out, listening to the shows. Very cool, dude. I said Very it. Cool. it, it I feel like a... I'm on public radio, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like, you know, because everybody's real quiet and whispers. Not at all. And it's very, you know, lull you to sleep a little bit. You Not know? at all. And I got backup today. I got my one-year-old, uh, Emmett. So if he starts making noise in the background, at least. Emmett's yeah. here. We're real here, people. We're real. We, oh. have, we have kids on the show. We'll have, we'll have anybody. We'll have a giraffe once in a while. I really don't care. <laughs> As long as we get something out you, you may hear him in the background. I may turn around to see what he's doing, so my voice might go away once in a while because he's got his little, you know, he's got his, his Cheerios and his little dish and stuff, and he's going around. I he's got a full diaper. He may have he may have a full you know, three hours of shit in we there. May have to, we may have to pause. We may have yeah, to pause here. I don't know. I didn't smell him. You know, that's, that, that's what you do when you're a dad. You start picking kids up and smelling their ass. You know what I mean? To see if that was, oh, and it's, you know, it used to be, you know, you're doing this all day. I'm in the grocery store. I'm picking him up and sniffing his butt, you know, and I'm sure people are like, yeah, well, well that's what you got to do, man. You know, otherwise it's a guessing game. It's a know. part of it. It's a part of it. Being um, a dad is crazy, man. You'll learn. You're going to be there, dude. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be there. It's faster than you think. Cause yeah. all of a sudden it's like, boom, next thing you know, you blink. Uh, I'm 38 now. So, you know, out of nowhere, you're, almost, you're almost 40. I'm pushing 40, dude. Oh, and listen, some people age like, you know, milk and then others age like <laughs> wine. OK. All right. I'm just, people say, hey, man, you're not 38. You're um, be like 25 or something. I love it. Uh, like, now I just talk like I'm 25. For the listeners that don't know here, um, Chris is what I would describe as a serial entrepreneur. This guy starts businesses. I eat cereal. I'm not, I don't think I'm a cereal. <laughs> I eat cereal. Serial um, entrepreneur, amateur comedian. There's there's that, too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this guy starts businesses. You started two businesses in the very, very crowded fitness industry. Yeah. Um, then went on to create an innovative ticketing and hospitality company that's changing the way uh, people think about events here 
called Ticket Weirdo, and we will yeah, be man. diving into that. So that's the shirt he's got on today for those yeah. of you that are watching on our YouTube channel or on Facebook there. Ticket Weirdo. There it is. Um, and also, one really cool fact, um, the arm wrestling side of things. People don't know about that either. We'll get it. We'll get into that because that Ooh, that might be the it, most. It, as soon as people say arm wrestling, the first thing that pops in their head is like over the top. Yeah. And like, do you guys just like get together and like because we practice every Thursday night? People are like, you guys practice for shit like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's practice. You know what I mean? You, we practice, and then they're thinking, man, what the hell do you guys do? Just hold hands and. I'm like, yeah. Do you try to get your bottom you lip as low it? as you can? You know, <laughs> no, that's not what we do. So, but yeah, it's 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 like a dart league. It's like being in a bowling okay. league. Okay. Yeah. I um. Whatever blows your. We're hair definitely back. we're definitely gonna get into that because I want to hear more about that too. <laughs> Trade and um, chalk, man. So, okay, bring us back. I always want people to share their stories on the show. Sure. That's what we want to hear. So you've been through the ringer. You've been through this journey. You've started these companies. How did you get into the fitness industry back in the day? Was this something like well, you were in high school sports, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I come from a magical place called Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, it's like maybe 45, <laughs> 45 minutes north of Madison. And, uh, you know, I, I think I was a fat kid growing up. So I, I, was, I was a pretty lean kid as a youth. But then, you know, my, my folks weren't real health conscious, so they were just getting all kinds of shit, like waffles, you know, and sausage, you know, little Debbies, and I'm, and I'm, you know, peanut butter cups, and you're a kid, so you don't know any difference. You just eat the shit out of this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm firing it away. One time I was in Boy Scouts, and we're supposed to sell uh, these Reese's, these king-sized like Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever, and I just was eating them all. So my mom had to buy them all <laughs> to donate. You know what I'm saying? But I was at that level. So, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm eating all this food. I'm ballooning violently, uh, you know. And then I was in, in wrestling in middle school. And, you know, when you're a fat kid in middle school and you're in wrestling, you're kind of like, you're not supposed to be that weight, right? So you wrestle everybody else as like the town man child. Yeah. You know, so I always wrestled the guy who like drove to the wrestling meet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so I'm wrestling a guy who shaves before the match, you know, and then there's me. And you, you have know? like one piece of peach fuzz on your chin oh not even I mean, you gotta pluck actually, not even it looks know, disgusting yeah it's, you know how it is you can, you can imagine a, a 12 13 year old kid who's like you know 50 pounds overweight okay so yeah there you go. so anyway so it, i'm that i'm that guy and then in high school i remember i always like lifting weights and working out my dad kind of did a little bit but i thought well you know what i mean if, if i'm gonna be fat at least i better be strong you know if i'm gonna be, so as i'm getting into high school i took on weightlifting and you know i'm a lineman in high school uh eventually went on to college play football in, in college it was it was a lineman in, in uh, college so when you're six feet tall i was a short dude so i'm like a starting lineman on the lacrosse team, university of wisconsin lacrosse uh and shout went, out uwl went to, yeah shout out uwl and i was in a junior <laughs> costume but i'm like the you know everybody's like you know six five six six and then there's my ass you know what i mean it's six yeah. feet tall or whatever but anyway um so there he is. I'm sure you guys can hear. He wants That's to, my backup. He's in his chair. He's mad because he he wants to share his story. He's a, he doesn't have much. He's, a, he's 16 months. There's not much of a story. <laughs> there's there's a few things there. You know, like his night terror the other night. But that's that's a whole other story. So uh, anyway, so, so you I'm, go to I'm, UWL. You play football. Well, in high school, I started lifting weights. You know, and I'm I'm playing with the weights after school. So at three o'clock, I mean, I was even sick from school, and I would like go back to school. I would call him just you know sick. 
But then at the end of the day, I would go lift weights. You know, the <laughs> weight room is completely ridiculous. It's probably why I had the terrible GPA. My GPA in high school was absolutely terrible. I had a 1.9 wow. GPA Good job. in high school, and I had an 18 on my ACT. So for those of you out there who think that it's all about grade point average and whatnot, it's not. It's about a lot of common sense, especially if you're going to start these businesses. I think you don't have to, you know. It's not about going out and getting your doctorate or going and spend a ton of money out there. I think it's getting the right education with the right information and then maybe it'll parlay that into something and having a motor to actually see it through. There's a lot of people who I think are smart and they have the, the absolute ability to do things. They just don't have a motor to push the hell out of this and just move it because mm -hmm. it is hard to move a business. It's hard to design a business. It's hard to develop a podcast. You got to find a logo. You got to do your thing. So like you're a prime example of guys who've started businesses, done things, been involved. And so it's not easy. But anyway lifting weights through high school. Uh, and then I was looking into, I thought, boy, is there, as I'm doing this and I got into powerlifting and I had other kids asking me, like, how do you like, like do all this? Like, how do you bench more? How do you do all this? So, you know, you're 18, whatever, what do you know? So I'm like, well, maybe there's like an industry that you can actually, maybe there's a profession. Cause I didn't know what I want to do with myself. I want to go to college, I guess. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what my parents are pushing me to do. And I'm like, well, what do you do when you go to college? Like, what am I going to, what do I do when I leave college? What am I going to do? They said, what do you want to do when you grow up kind of thing? So, you know, I'm like, well, maybe there's a, a thing where you can kind of like work with people on fitness, found personal training. So that's how it led into going to the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse and then Oshkosh is where I eventually graduated finally after six years or whatever. Lots of people uh, go to doctors for six or go to school for six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're called doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was in school forever. I mean, I graduated high school in 98. I think I officially graduated college in like 04, you know, officially, you know, after the internship and all this other stuff. So uh, I didn't even walk in the graduation ceremony. I just didn't, you know, I, remember, I was so upset that I had spent so much money in college. I was like, I'm not paying any more to go walk in the ceremony. This is ridiculous. So I just didn't even, didn't even go to the graduation. But I hope this isn't too involved. Is this too much information? Nope, this is exactly right. what we need. I want right. the, I want the full right. story because we want to go deep, not well, surface level, deep so stuff. So got an education. You know, one of the things I learned in college was that you learn have to learn how to study. So figure out how to study, bring the GPA up, graduated with exercise science, and then uh, went off to become a personal trainer in Phoenix, Arizona, and worked at a health and wellness center. And I had a bunch of clients, and I did all this stuff, and I learned how to be a personal trainer and sell personal training. And then... Uh, Kind of left that and came back to Wisconsin to get into like GNC and I managed a store, you know, and it was, you know, family was there and all the rest. So anyway, come back in there. I take on a store management position there and uh, found my way to Madison where I was uh, kind of like a senior store manager for a GNC. And that's when I took a position with one of the guys who worked there with like a ticketing hospitality company. And so I was like, what do you do there? And he's like, well, you just sell tickets. You just call people and sell tickets over the phone. And I'm thinking to myself, that's all you got to do. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm a hardworking kid from Wisconsin, man. I'm like, my summers were always like working in foundries and, you know, hard labor jobs. Me and too. I'm like, all you got to do is dial a phone. Are you kidding me? This is all you got to do? It's cakewalk. Nothing yeah. else. So I take this position. I eventually, I love it because I just, I just like hitting the phone and screwing around and making phone calls to people and it worked. So did it very well. And I thought to myself, you know, eventually... You know, one day I would like to do this on my own as I grew older. So I'm in my mid-20s at this point. And I thought, you know, I had made a lot of ticketing connections, different wholesale distributor for ticketing connections. I had made all these different, and I thought, well, it's the time is now, you know, to start doing this. So around, um, I had, you know, joined forces at one point. I'm kind of getting all over the place. 
I have attention deficit for those of you who are listening <laughs> and watching. For those of you who are fortunate to just watch. let it go, baby. You're you're rolling through the story pretty well here. It's like I'm a, all it's over like the a place, winding man. river. It's good. Dude, yeah. nobody's gonna be able to follow this shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, they will. Who is this dude ca- talking about? Like what? People listening to it, they're running on their treadmills, driving yeah. in their car. They got nothing better to do. <laughs> so, so I uh, well to to digress a little bit because I'm way ahead of myself. So, getting into the ticketing thing, uh, and I had to leave to start my own uh, organization, but I had a non-competition clause, so I wanted to you know stay fair and square, mm-hmm. exit and, and maintain the uh, you know the non-competition. So when I exited, I took a position with Gold's Gym and I met Michael Benzo and you had him on the show and then he and I linked up and then created FMG and Eco Gym, you know? And then that kind of went along and then I decided to take an uh, exit from that from family reasons and I was, you know, I'm so far away from a lot of the club locations and it was mm-hmm. tough. I'm a father of three under the age of four and for those of you listening who are also fathers or parents uh, of children at that age, you know, sometimes you wouldn't wish, you know, wish that on the, your worst enemy. Uh, you know, so <clears throat> it, it's, it's challenging to say the least, uh, you know, things change. So it becomes a little tough. And so I took a step back and just focused on, uh, rebranding the, uh, ticketing site in the ticketing and hospitality firm that I work with. We work with major corporations, fortune 500 companies. We do a lot of the ticketing, but we also, you know, do personal concierge and we'll get into ticket weirdo in a minute. Ticket Weirdo is revolutionizing the whole thing. Yeah, but. no, I I, th- I was gonna say that I think that's a really good segue into what what is Ticket Weirdo. So, well, as my friends out of Boston would say, Ticket Weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get weird. That, Let's get the, real weird. <laughs> so how it sounds, man. Like so, I work with a few guys, a few companies out of the Boston, Massachusetts area. So Ticket Weirdo, you know, vodka. You know, they talk, you know, it's like you, you do that pretty well, to, actually. That's a hard that's a hard <laughs> accent to do. They take they take their, they take A's and make R's out of them or something. somehow. I don't know. What's Emma doing back there, by the way? He's trying I, to clunch. He's in, he's in the car seat. Don't worry about it. Pretty well behaved kid here. He's, he's good. Yeah, he hasn't made any noise lately. <laughs> so, so ticket weirdo. Um, ticket weirdo. I will say this. I've used you guys as service personally already, oh, and yeah. I've sent you. I, I told you the other day, my buddy wanted tickets to go to Britney Spears. What or was it? Wasn't it Jay Z? Was it Jay Z and Beyonce or something like that? No, uh, Tim, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. That's what it was. Yeah. He hopped on, ordered it. He was he was shopping around all these other uh, ticketing companies, and he's like, "Do you have any hookups?" And I said, "Well, actually, I do." Mm-hmm. Let me hook you up to this website. Let me get you my promo code. Go check this out. And he saved a ton of money. Yeah. On it compared to the other places. So. You started Ticket Weirdo. What was the inspiration behind that? How I, I know you, you want to be different. Obviously, the name itself lends. I mean, yeah. the name is, is is different. But um, yeah, what what was your you know thought process in creating this this ticketing company? Well, just like anything, I think if you <clears throat> everything out there is pretty boring. You know, it just sucks. It's just you know Ticketmasters or StubHubs or Captain Ticket. Yeah, you know, it's just really there's nothing real memorable about it. Number one and number two. There's a lot of missing, you know, things that could be just a value add to people for buying tickets. Okay, since I came out of the health and fitness industry, first of all, I like the idea of uh, going to events, getting out of your everyday bullshit life in your jobs, and getting the hell out of there and actually doing something cool. Because when you start doing that, there's not all all kinds of studies are coming out now that are actually if you go to concerts regularly and you get with your friends and misbehave and go out and party a little bit and get out and go to concerts and sport events or theater or whatever, that you're extending your lifespan by like nine years. So you're like adding a decade onto your life just because you're misbehaving and going to concerts and having fun with your friends and your family or whatever. So that's a huge health benefit because obviously 
you know, common sense. You're going there, you're releasing endorphins, you're having fun. Those endorphins play a key role in the brain, central nervous system, in producing serotonin, which is that feel-good hormone in the brain. So and you're controlling you're, your cortisol levels, and all stuff that stuff, like man. That. You're de-stressing. Yeah. You kind of do your thing. So it's vitally important to reinvest in yourself and to have fun. Reinvest in some fun and get fun back. So that's really the main thing of a ticket weirdo is to make fun a priority and get weird. That <laughs> for those of you in Boston. No, no, no. That that's such a good point because we get so caught up in the day to day and the rat race and I need to have this car because my neighbor's got this car. It's ridiculous. And, and my lawnmower needs to be this lawnmower because my neighbor's got one. No. And you put all these other things, mainly your happiness, and mm -hmm. you put that on the back burner just to keep up with the Joneses with everybody else. Right. And I've been guilty of that before in my life, and it, it's a rude awakening when you kind of take a step back and you're like, right. wait a minute here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm grinding it out in my job every single day. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a really good point, man. Dude, yeah. I mean, so, all right. So I think a lot of the younger people, you know, I talk, I say younger. I mean, 38, you know, I'm talking like in their 20s someplace, you know, yeah. millennials, you want yep, to call yep, them that. Yep. I don't want to call them millennials. They don't like getting called millennials. They don't like being, you know, so, but they're, they're actually kind of figuring out where, Instead of doing the keep up with the Joneses, they actually spend a little bit more on enjoyment and entertainment than maybe some of the old generations do. So they could take a page out of that book for a lot of the older folks like myself. It's tough, man. When you're when you're my cohort and you have the three kids under the age of four, you know, you'd say, Well, man, you can't get out to shows, but like that's that's just an excuse. Just like anything, just like working out. Like, yeah, I can't find the time. It's a total excuse. Because you could easily go to like Disney on ice, monster trucks. You know, take the kids to something yeah. fun, do something cool, you know, see Mickey skating. You know, it's like it's all it all works. And so you just have the WWE. I took uh, my son, Ben, to SmackDown. Nice. Yeah. Him and his buddy. Yeah. So uh, him and his buddy and then his father. We went to SmackDown. It was awesome. I used, never, to, be, I dude, used to be so into that. Dude, like, oh, I was yeah. Like, 100 die hard into that. So, I'm, I mean, I'm from the 80s, right? So, I'm like, I'm raising my kids on all 80s shit. So, like, <laughs> all he put on is like, you put on Ravishing Rick Rude, you know, yeah. and like Macho Man and all this. <laughs> Ooh, Randy yeah. Savage? Yeah. yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and my son knows all the old guys and shit. He knows like Hulk Hogan and he knows all these. So, you know, I'm showing them Goldberg, you know, like, but they don't make them like they used to, dog. No, they just don't, man. I mean, it's all the movies. I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm a weird dad or something, but I'm like showing them like the 80s movies like Arnold. And you know, so he's seeing Rambo. He's seeing Predator. He's they, four. And my, my wife's like, he's four. <laughs> he's four. They're like, <laughs> I'm sitting here watching action movies. Things are exploding, you know, he like, but I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? It's, it's all innocent enough. When you look at today's yeah, stuff, yeah, like oh, maybe yeah. back there was rated R, but I mean, like, dude, like now it's ridiculous. So. I mean, it is what it is, you know. And so he, he's having fun. He's he's getting raised on the John Hughes movies. We're in the Chicagoland area, so he sees Ferris Bueller. He sees Uncle have Buck. Have to, have to. He necessary. sees all these ones. And so it's a cool, you know, upbringing for him because he's getting a little bit of a time when cell phones were non-existent, and all people did is like shit out mentally and just look at their phones all day long. And yeah. Just tune out the whole society. Never pick their head up to figure out like what's going on. They don't communicate with anybody. You know, there's a societal problem of people who just get so self-absorbed into what they're doing and tuning into their own TV station that they're not tuning into society or they're not watching television as a family and watching movies as a family. So I'm like, you know, who cares about Radar? Who gives a shit? 
like I'm gonna get my kids in front of the and we're gonna watch a movie together. We're gonna watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're gonna watch Back to the Future. Star Wars. You know. Star Wars. Dude, Star, Star Wars. Wars all day. Yeah, yep. he likes Empire. You know, oh, well, he likes it. Empire and Jedi. But those okay. Are the Okay. So they put on the Tauntaun one. All right, yeah, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, but like those are the those are classics, man. That are, uh, you know, we're we're doing that, and then when he wants me to get on and play a game on the phone, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Let's go outside. Let's do something else. I'm not gonna be that guy with you. I'm not gonna raise that kind of kid. So, getting out and going to events, going to monster trucks, going to drag races, going to see like. You know, like I said, SmackDown or seeing Disney on Ice or something cool like that. Mm-hmm. And it's huge, like ballet for my daughter, Kareen. Uh, like, she just loves stuff like that, man. So that's it's important to kind of go out and get experiences because here's the reality. And I've always said this, even in the health game, you're born into this world and then you die. That's a certainty, right? And what you do in between that is totally up to you. So fill it with things and be a wealthy soul and fill it with experiences along your path and just you know, load up, man, because then eventually when the sands of the hourglass leave and they're done, that's it for you. And you so, can't, you can't take it with you when you go, but no. you, but you can take the memories and experiences that you made yeah. along the way. So that's where ticket weirdo is real essence and raw. Why, you know, it's like, it's enabling people to kind of get back their weirdness, you know, one event at a time, you know, and, and stop being so serious about things and worry about things that are totally unimportant, but actually refocus on actually what matters. And, and actually, you know, go with your family, do things, go make memories, go get the photos, get the videos, whatever, mm-hmm. if you need to have that. But, I mean, it's mentally there for you where, yeah, we were together, remember that. So I think that's why the Ticket Weirdo really exists. Now, when your Ticket Weirdo is easily, and I say this, I'm biased, I get it. We're the most explosive online ticket broker, period, dude. Like, because you're, it's the only site where you can actually get your own membership, Okay. It, you get your own promo code that you design for yourself that you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, employees or clients or whatever you want to use it for. They can all use this promotional code so that you can go get tickets, you save on it, and then you get cashback rewards. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's what excited doing? about saving money on these tickets. Dude, he's so t- Dude, he's stoked about the savings. Look he's at like, him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty good kid. I didn't know man. what he was going to do when he know. got in here. I don't you know. know he's, it's, it's a roll of the dice with a one, with a 16-month-old dude. It's a roll of the dice. This is what I want on this show. This is what I want oh. on this show. So, so if I want to go on and um, uh, get Hamilton tickets, mm-hmm. I can go on your website and get that? Yep. You just go on there and you, you go to get tickets. You know, go there. You could search it right in the search bar. So just type in Hamilton. It pops up. And it'll automatically geographically search near you. So if you're, you know, you live in uh, Glenview or something, hey, there's not going to be an event in Glenview. But guess what? You're going to have something at the theater in Chicago. Okay. So you're going to, it'll, it'll pull all those dates for you. It's super mm-hmm. simple, dude. You go to TicketWeirdo.com, get tickets, make a, go, go to search for it. And super easy to use, super simple. There are no hidden service fees with Ticket Weirdo. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed. When we're big I, on trust, dude. When I went to buy my tickets on there, because yeah. you, you go on so many other websites and they say, okay, this ticket's $65. You get all the way through till you're just about to check out. Plus and payment then, information. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, here it comes. Here's a service fee for $35 a ticket. Yeah. And you're like, what? what? Yeah. And that's one thing I noticed when I went on and ordered mine on yours. There was none of that. The price Zero, was no. what the price was from right. start all the way to the end. You put your promo code in, it goes south, not north. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So 
here's what ticket companies will do. And for those of you listening who don't have an understanding or you're like, you know, ticketing, okay, I usually go here, I just do a search. Here's what happens. Ticket companies will do what's called a markdown and then a markup. Okay, so they're doing a show rate that's less and then they mark up a service charge at the end. So they're gonna bait you to think this is less expensive. So you're searching around for sites, cheap tickets, doing searches, you find this one, hey, we found it for, it's the cheapest right here. Oh. You go through all the process and there's a 30% all of a sudden service fee and you're like, because you know, you're thinking in your brain, okay, if a ticket's 100 bucks, right? Let's say a ticket's $100 and it's showing on one site for like, man, this is only 80 bucks here. There's $20 cheaper here than opposed to here. Well, let's get, let's get them here. So they do. And in your brain, you're thinking, all right, so four tickets, you know, $80 a ticket. Okay, cool. So 320 bucks. You're thinking, okay, neat. And all of a sudden you think, eh, maybe with some tax, we're in the 350 area, right? We're someplace in there. All of a sudden you go through the whole process and the next thing you know, you're in the 500 someplace and you're like, wait a second, did I like click an extra ticket or something, dude? Like, wait a minute, what the hell just happened? So there's a huge sleight of hand, which I think it really in today's era, we're a lot different. You know, things, there's information being exchanged. I think trust in a business is much more important today than ever because word of mouth spreads not only so fast in word of mouth, but digital word of mouth is enormous. And when you have people like, this sucks, this is garbage. I got paid, you know, I had to pay service fees. They, they, they lied to me. It's like no good for anybody. So Ticket Weirdo is built on trust where you see the cost for what it is. If you have a promo code, you save from there. So your cost always goes south, goes down, never up. So you see what it is, you get what you pay for. It's super simple, everybody gets the mobile download or they get like an instant download so they can either use it on their mobile for access or they can just print it off on a printer or something and uh, you get the download instructions printed off on your printer, take that if you want to. So either way, super that's, simple to that's use. That's awesome, dude. man. So you guys do, uh, I saw on your website, you guys do some work with Charity 2. Yeah. Um, which I think is so huge from a business standpoint. I think you need to give back. Yeah. So a lot of these businesses out there, you they take, 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 yeah. take, take. They sell you, sell you, sell you, sell right. you. Once in a while, it'd be good to turn on the news and hear something about how yeah. this company donated this to this or yeah. this company did this to this. Um, what well, kind of what charities do you guys work with? First off, man, the secret to life is, is giving. So if you can give education to somebody, you could teach something, you could give somebody your time your knowledge, you know, give back, whether monetarily, through items, whatever. <clears throat> so we work with Wounded Warrior Project, St. Jude, the American Cancer Society, the Humane Society, amongst a lot of others. We've done little small one-offs, like little friends down in Naperville, whatever. But we traditionally, what we do is over the course of the year, we'll donate maybe 20% to of our net profits back to a charitable cause and just spread it amongst some other ones like like I said, the Wounded Warrior Project, St. Jude, those types of ones. So we always try to want to give back in those areas because that's that's important. And so when you buy a ticket through Ticket Weirdo, portion of your purchase is always going to go back to a charitable cause. So that's what's cool. And signing up is free. So you can become a member for free. You sign up for free, uh, and then you design your own promo code, and then you uh, you know, you know just plug it in whenever you make ticket purchases. Just tell your friends, like, yeah, man, just use my thing. In fact, we're going to bring this up now. Because who Do cares? We're, yeah. just, we're winging it anyway. Go. For the listeners out there, this is cool. You know, for people who out there are tuning in, they're down, they're listening to One Health, okay? Moving forward, from now on, for life, okay? One are Health. Are you sure you want to do that? I'm doing it, dude. Of course I'm doing it. Are you oh, kidding okay. me? Yeah. All right. One Health is going to have its own promo code. So any of the One Health fans that are out there, when you buy tickets through Ticket Weirdo and you search for your tickets and you go to checkout, enter promo code One Health. 
and you'll knock 10% off your purchase for life on unlimited purchases and anybody can use it. So spread the word, spread the weird. That's awesome. Okay. Spread the weird and, uh, you know, do your thing and then buy your tickets and use the one health promo code all together. One health. That's unbelievable. All capital letters. One health. There it is. Just like it says yeah. right on the sign here yeah. in the studio. So and that's wow. cool. And it'll be a nice little, it's a nice little perk, you know? And so people who are listening and tuning in, there's a, it's good for it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Okay, so one thing I want to know. I didn't even finish where I came from. Did I? Yeah, Did we said, go there? Yeah, we said Beaver Dam, high yeah, school, right. college. You went through all that stuff. I just it's get concerned good. I'm all over the place. It's and all I'm not, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's there's totally no continuity, fun. and people are like, you know, people who actually have a cognitive <laughs> thought process are like, what the, what the fuck happened? There's we, no. went from, we went from like, you know, magical Beaver Dam to like, wait a minute, what is this now? There's a promo code. You know, how it. did that happen? So. What I want to know, you you touched on the family thing, okay? So yeah. you have three kids. There's plenty of other people out there that maybe have a kid or have a couple kids now that they, they're they stuck in their nine to five. They're thinking yeah. about do, going on their own route, doing their own thing, but they have a family. Yeah. How did you balance the family stuff and the business side of stuff? Yeah, I'll get into this, and then I'll answer this question too because I forgot to mention this. So on a serious side um, – in twenty in two thousand three, so there's a reason why we give back to charities and why we do this. Uh, yeah, it's nice to get in secret to life is giving. That's all, and that's true. I in two thousand three, I lost a uh, high school friend of mine who was real close over the years, Kirk Straseski, and he was he was killed in Operation Iraqi Freedom in tw- in two thousand three. And basically, it was there was everything was like ceasefire, you know, all this stuff, and then everything was you know peacetime, whatever. But they were stationed over there in one of these. Um, one of these helicopters went into the river, like crashed into the river or something. And so he dove in to save like a lot of his Marine buddies and never came out. So I'm sure you get, it's murky water. You get in the bird, you know, you're trying to get guys out and you just, he drowned. So, you know, the men and women who served in our country, you know, I'm forever indebted to them for that because you and I are having this podcast because we're, because of them. That's why. So, you know, you have a lot of these, you know, men and women who come back from being overseas and people don't even talk about this stuff. They don't look at this, but I mean, literally people are these, these, uh, uh, our boys and girls are coming back over, man. And, you know, missing an arm faces need to be reconstructed, you know, you know, something, limbs are blown off, you know, in a major way. So it affects them, whether it's post-traumatic stress disorder, whether it's, you know, you know, whatever, you know, loss of function or now that, you know, they're in a wheelchair now. It sucks, man. And I don't think a lot of people think about that when they think about serving in the military and these, these men and women who are serving overseas who come back daily and are affected physically and mentally for life now. And all so that you and I can hang out at One Health and have a podcast. So that's why we want to give back to them. And certainly when that happened with Kirk, that was something that I wanted to do and give back to the men and women in our, in our armed forces. I think it's so important to put um, every day of my life gratitude and perspective first thing in the morning so i get up and i'm kind of a spiritual person so i pray and stuff like that in the morning but i lead with what i'm thankful for Mm -hmm. and it's the very very simple things i talk about i'm thankful for the clean water that i get to drink the clean air that i get to breathe the roof over my head the clothes on my back right so you start your day with gratitude like that and you put things into perspective right from the get-go all these little inconveniences that happen throughout the day 
you're kind of reminded of that. Oh wait, this morning I I guess I am thankful for that. I yeah, guess yeah, I am thankful for that. I so, had deodorant today. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean seriously, these are things that like <laughs> I didn't run out yet. Yeah. I mean we're spoiled over here in the U.S. Man, people oh. don't people don't yeah. get it. People yeah, I traveled it. overseas with uh, you know you had Mike on before you know Mike Benzel, and traveled overseas to Japan, and China, and well, ironically enough, we went over to Japan in March of 2010. And we got there, and the next day they had an earthquake, and we were in the tsunami. I think I remember you guys telling me. Yeah, about dude. This. Like this is like what the fuck are the chances? Like oh this God. is why I don't travel overseas. Is I'm gonna get there, and there's gonna be some major catastrophe, and I'm not gonna be able to get out of here. So there was like legitimately an earthquake, you know, as we we're like there the next day, hanging out, looking around at it was before Eco Jam, all this stuff. We're like looking at different health clubs and and trying to find solutions for things and looking for ideas, uh, and taking a look at some of the different, you know. Uh, ways that other cultures are doing the health and fitness game. So we go over there, and like a day later, all of a sudden, man, this is a funny floor. This is a cool floor. It moves. You know what I mean? You're the <laughs> <laughs> fucking pool is no, sloshing. It's, it's actually Dude. called a natural disaster. Yeah, so there's like windows falling, the pool's sloshing around. I'm like, this is weird. It was serious, dude. And then all of a sudden, everything was shut down. I mean, then they had the... Not only you know you had that you had the tsunami, and I'm and I'm in Japan. I don't speak any Japanese, so like I couldn't really ask anybody. Like, dude, like, what, what's going what, on here? I'm looking on the TV and there's like waves coming across. Oh I'm like, my, where the fuck is this? Oh like, my god, is this like, is this, is this like down the is street? This, is this here? Is this here? Or like, where is this? So, and then they're like, yeah, it's in the country. And I'm like, uh, what, what does that mean? What's the country, man? I mean, we're an island, dude. Like, this can't yeah. be too far away. You know, I mean, this, oh it, it's not god. that big. So anyway, uh, then the nuclear reactor is melting down, and then there's no flights. And so, you know, Mike's sitting down there trying to get flights out of there. It was a real pain in the ass, but huge experience, man. It, it certainly changed me from a 30-year-old standpoint. You know, up until that point, you're just a 20-year-old guy, you know, running around, rocking and rolling. Seriously. And then something like that happens, and it's like puts a whole different you know, perspective on things. But we went to China right after that. Got a flight out of there to uh, Shanghai and visited Shanghai and Beijing. And Shanghai, man, is just dirty and filthy. What you find out is when you go over to, to like China, and you go over to these other countries, the whole other world, there's a whole, the whole world is actually there. It's not where you live. You know, I'm so used to you know United States. I'm driving through the country. There's a lot of space. They didn't like that over there, man. It's huge, piled up cities. You wouldn't even find a ranch home or something. You would nope. never find that shit. You, it's like everything's built skyscrapers. Everybody's on top of each other. You know, it's like you're a number. So material possessions in that culture are almost important because, you know, I got that and you don't. You know, there's such a pecking, you know, yeah. such an even keel, everybody who's existing in the same plane. Uh, but, yeah, man, dirty. People don't have it like we do here. You know, whether you clean water, you know, water treatment plants. I mean, they're shitting in a hole. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, people don't think about that stuff when you're here. You get this luxury of, yeah, is the bathroom clean or not? And they go to a gas station. They're like, it's dirty in here. I'm thinking to myself, dude, you should see where they got a shit in a, in a corner. Go go to Europe if you want. Go wow. to somewhere in somewhere in Europe if you really mm -hmm. want. If you really want. I mean that'll that'll put your your insignificant problems Huge. into perspective there. Mm -hmm. Um so we were talking about you trying to raise a family while you're starting these businesses. And oh, I called you a serial God. entrepreneur because you literally went from one business to the next business to the next business. And these are all companies that are super successful. How do you is there a balance of time? Is it just maximizing it's efficiencies? Changed, or it's like, certainly what is changed it? a lot um, when, you know, especially during the summertime, you know, when the kids are home, they're not in school. 
Yeah, when you have a young one, like a one-year-old, like or, or up to one, you know, they're not they're not going anywhere. They're not going to daycare. They're not going to school. So it's difficult, man. <laughs> I'd be on the phone with people, and like that's going. You can hear it in the background, or it's like so when you have a three and a four-year-old, they're choke slamming each other. You know, they're like somebody because of the wrestling. Dude, I'm serious. You know, they're fighting. You know, someone's biting somebody else. They're crying. You know, it's this, and and I'm on the phone with somebody, or I'm trying to get something done, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This sucks, man. I'm like, but then I'm like trying to. It becomes like the topic of conversation, but it is very, very difficult, especially for the listeners out there who are tuning in who are running their own businesses and they have children. And they don't, and they have to have them in the store or at the house or whatever they're doing, or going on runs with them, or going deliveries and getting products and whatever. Dude, I, I mean, I feel you, man. It's it's rough, dude. It's too super rough. You learn to compartmentalize a lot of things, and uh, things get put into perspective. I think over the years, at 38, uh, another reason that I, you know, we talk about the charities, I lost my dad in 2015. He had complications with like uh, diabetes and cancer and different things. Was technically a cancer survivor, and then one day he he just he passed away so we don't they never did an autopsy we never figured out why it sucks i'll never know why but you know giving back to something like that but i mean my life has changed a lot really in the last you know three to four years majorly so when you talk about losing your dad uh and then that's your rock man and that's gone all of a sudden and you're like a mid-30s guy without anybody asking any you know anybody to ask questions to so you know all of a sudden there's that and now you have kids who are coming up one, two, three, four years old, you know, and there's a lot that goes in. There's a lot of days. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting. My wife is like, yeah, but maybe I'm not done yet. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm done. <laughs> Are you out. kidding me? Time out, honey. Time out. We're Jeez. done here. We're done here. You don't sleep. By the way, I never talk about it. We don't sleep. I haven't slept in four years. Well, yeah, I haven't slept in four years, really. I mean, I haven't slept right through the night, you know, peacefully. You know, I laid down, I woke up the next day. You know, because somebody's when you have three kids, somebody's always fucking awake, dude. Yeah, yeah. always awake. They're yeah. always coming in the room. Somebody had a bad dream. Can you lay with me? This one's crying. Needs to give it. This one's cutting teeth. This one's over here. Like, what are you doing again in here? You know, and it's it, after a while, man. It's just like you know, when you have one kid. Uh oh, see, told you. Uh oh, I think we had a fall. I think we had a fall. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> you okay, dude? I think he's fine. <laughs> so, you know, you have, you know, one's cutting teeth, one's cutting, but it's like, you know, with one, one child comes, you know, like, Hey, you know, you, Hey, you, Oh, you okay. You know, oh, let's, you know, rock and sleep. Then two, you're kind of the same way, but then by three years old or by three kids, man, you're just like, who the fuck's up? You know what I mean? You're like, you don't even care. You know, like, dude, I want to get some sleep around here. It's ridiculous, man. Who, um, how do you find, how do you, sorry about the bad language. Man. Oh, it's just, all good. I just yeah, for those of you who don't like that, I'll we're gonna put that go. little explicit sticker on this episode. Sure. Um, how do you and your wife? Do you guys have date nights? Does that happen anymore? How do you it needs make, to happen? How man. do you make time well, for the this is, two of you? So that that's a problem. So you're running a you business. Don't. You're running a business. You, you have three kids, and then all of a sudden you kind of forget about the date nights and the this and that. You, you know? do skew off into some like you know. Yeah, you do because she works. She's an esthetician and a phlebotomist, so she does like a, like the uh, facial stuff, waxings, and then blood draws. So she works with uh, uh, a place up in Barrington, um, and so we're you know she's got that, and then you know I'm doing this, and then by the time you get home, you know you're really the kids have you're home from school, dinner, you got to get bath to bed, and then not sleep. Somebody's fighting that. 
Someone's getting stupid. Someone's getting ornery. Someone's fighting somebody. So you kind of like get really skewed off and you stop doing the date night thing. As I sit here talking to you, I'm like, I've been telling myself, I got to get back to date night. I got to get back to date night. I got to get back to date night. And so I'm not going to say it on the air in case she's listening. But, you know, I got some I got some things up my sleeve, you know, for some shows. We talk about tickets. Oh, there you know, I guess there's a, there's a reason. You know, that's, I guess, another go back to the tickets. The ticketing will at least give you a reason to go to a, like a focal point. And then between there, you can like do the dinners and the thing and go for drinks and whatever. So she's got a few favorite groups out there. We'll go see. So nice. But that's I got to get better at that, man. I'm not good at that. The thing is, though, most uh, most entrepreneurs aren't. They really aren't. They don't. They're not good at making time for that. And I think no. that, I think that's it's very very important as well as making time for yourself. Some well, it, it goes back to the same thing. Like I, I'm, I'm, my whole life, I've been telling people there's no excuse. Like figure it out because you, you really can. If you really want to break it down, you can you can actually figure it out. No matter what your circumstances, whatever, you still no matter what. I don't have time to get to the to the health club to work out. Yeah, you do, man. Like you can figure it out. If you really want to do it, you figure it out. So there's nothing that's ever gonna get too crazy that you can't figure out. But lately it's been, you know, it's been tough to figure out. I'll just say that. It's not impossible. It's been tough. Uh, we're uh, moving to a new home. We're renovating that house as we're moving into it. Um, you know, you got the business, you got her work, you got the kids are back in school now. Someone's got to get picked up at a certain time. This one's going to have to start daycare now because there's just no way. So, you know, there's a lot of things that start coming and going, man. And, you know, that's why I say stay here. Stay as long as you can. <laughs> don't have Happy Gilmore. So, yeah. I can't, I know, I can't wait till I go to high school. That's Billy Yeah, Madison, I can't yeah. wait till I go to high school. <laughs> don't you say that. Don't you ever stay. say that. Stay here. For the love of God. <laughs> Stay as long as you can. Uh, when are you... Okay. So to segue into this sure. arm, arm wrestling thing, you got oh. you to exercise. When are you getting your workouts in? Well... In the, I ha- in the morning? Do you have a yeah. home gym? You got yeah, a home gym, right? Yeah, home gym. Um, I hate I hate saying that, man, because I, I don't want to talk to the people who are out there who are I'm like telling it, get to the gym, get to the gym. I had to get a home gym. It's easier for where I'm living at. It's a, it's kind of a, a, kind of a hike to go to a club, a nearby club. Yeah. So, if for my instance, and for those listening out there that maybe don't have the accessibility, of something within about a mile, maybe, um, or two, three miles. So, uh, got a home gym, doing my thing. I lift in the morning, and then I actually work out at night too. And then we talk arm wrestling. We practice on Thursday nights. You know, like a bowling league. We get together. You know, chalk up, misbehave. Hold, so are so you are you waking up before the kids get up? Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. So, you have to do. So what time are you getting up in the morning? Yeah, four thirty-five. Very early. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you, if you're gonna make time, again, that's what I'm saying. You can make time if you want to. You can make time. So I have to get up early because he'll wake up at six. You know, and the kids have to be up by six thirty. Once six o'clock starts rolling around, that's it, dude. You're done. Yeah. You know, it's over yeah. for you. So you're if you don't get that in before then you're screwed. What are you uh, What are you putting in your body in the morning? Are you eating before you work out? Or? I, I don't know. I I, um, I found that all right. So I'm I'm kind of like a my somatotype. I'm an ecto all right ecto. I'm an endomesomorph. So you have these somatotypes, right? You have the ectomorphic type who are like the real skinny rail, like a basketball player. You have your mesomorphs who are kind of like your sprinters and track people who can put on muscle very easily, low body fat. And then you have your endomorphs who are like your linemen in football, you know, big, big bone structure. Farm boys. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So I'm kind of a sub, then they have substrates. So you can be kind of be a tweener, all right? 
So I'm a tweener between uh, the the mesomorph and the endomesomorph, whatever. Endomorph, excuse me, endomorph and mesomorph. So I'm an endomesomorph. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Anyway, no, this so, is good information. But I'm the- but I'm the type of person who I don't need to eat a lot to. I can put on muscle and body fat very easily in both, right? So it's not like I got to struggle to do that. I can put on weight if I just eat, look at a cheeseburger. So I don't I don't eat in the morning. I just get up. I have some amino acids just for something so that I can just whatever I'm using, I'm using yeah. the amino acids and I'm not using from what I have. It's like an insurance policy. That's like a protein shake. But, you know, just for me, the amino acids work out an empty stomach, crank away for an hour, an hour and a half, uh, then wait an hour and then eat. And then that way I'm kind of like still chewing off a little, little of my ass a little bit. You know what I mean? Chewing off the body fat. Trying to keep the body fat down, it's not easy to do like, like it used to be. You know, when you're younger, you're, you can kind of obsess and control things a little easier, like your nutrition. Hey, I'm going to do some cardio right here. You know, like, I don't <laughs> it's have... It's so true. No, yeah, it's dude. so true. My even, cardio... Even at, even at 31, I can tell it's starting to slow down. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I noticed a big change around when I when I had kids, but I was probably like mid, mid-30s maybe. And I really noticed, you know, like, man, I really got to fucking pay attention here. You know, I really got to watch my shit. So, I mean, my cardio now consists of pushing a stroller and, you know what I mean, and going for a bike ride. Daddy or daycare. Yeah, daddy daycare. So that's my cardio is, is pushing a, a, a city mini or whatever. Um, so then what, do yeah. you, what, what kind of meal are you having after that hour? That's usually a protein shake, uh, protein shake and maybe some eggs. Okay. You know, like four eggs and a protein shake with some oatmeal I mix in it just for some texture and some carbohydrates and stuff like that. So I try to eat clean. For like throughout the day, I think – I eat clean enough where I'm eating like some chicken, you know, a potato. I love everybody's always for everybody who's known me, dude. Chris is the sweet potato king. Yeah, dude. Everybody's like, dude, what are you, you eating that shit again today? I'm like, yeah, I'm having <laughs> chicken, day chicken breast and sweet potatoes. Like, dude, you eat that every day. I, I, and I'm like, well, yeah, I know because it's like it works and it, it gives me a lot of nutrients, especially with the sweet potatoes, dude. Like potatoes are awesome. Yeah, I, they get this bad rap with this carb shit. I don't know what people on this whole starch and carbs and whatever i'm like dude if you if you literally live like a caveman and all you did is eat things that swam and fly or even you know red meat whatever and then you ate vegetables that's all you did is that and vegetables meat and vegetables and you lived on that and you worked out and you went about your life and you ate meat and vegetables i can guarantee you within like three or four months you would be a whole different human being than what people are now like yeah eat healthy i had the healthy start uh whole whole 30 this keto this i had a healthy start you know microwave dinner you know, and that's healthy, right? You know, it says low fat. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. One thing I'm learning by having different fitness experts on this show is that these diets, these fads, they come and they go. Right. And it's way more simple when you really boil it down, like you just said. Dude, yeah. If it swims, if it flies, or if it Investable. slowly walks and grows yeah. on the ground. That's it. Eat it. If you if you qualified everything you put in your face by that, so when you ever made a decision, like, all right, so – this thing, uh, a bread, okay? Well, d- did it grow on a tree or something? No. Uh, no. It yeah. was manufactured, so just don't eat that. Yep. Uh, you know, well, it says healthy healthy crackers or healthy chia, low-fat this or, um, you know, whatever. It's a Pop-Tart. Don't do it. A, a Reese's peanut butter cup. It didn't come out of the ground, dude. Like, that wasn't gardened or something. So don't eat it. Just don't. don't. And you should, eat, you should eat stuff like that. You should treat yourself. You know, never cheat yourself. But... You know, have that stick it on a day where it's like a cheat day. You know, like my cheat day was always like a weekend or something where it's like, you know, hey, man, all bets are off. And I mean that. You know, if somebody has a cheat day, all bets are off, dog. Just do it. Just have some fun. Eat what you want to do. Go to Taco Bell. 
you know, turn up the heat. Cheesy gordita crunches, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I'm a nacho bell grande. Well, but when, you know, but yeah. When you do that, when you do that, though. Thank you to our Taco you, Bell sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I slid it in there, right? But no, I'm serious, when, man. When I you mean, do, when you do that, when you have a piece of strawberry or a piece of pineapple, then then it's like an explosion of flavor in yeah. your mouth. If you're right. eating cleaner, though. No one got and, fat on fruit, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? They say, well, fruits are bad. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, they release more. So you have something called the glycemic index. All right? Now, this is going for the... This is good. So glycemic index. All right, so it's it's the amount of insulin that your pancreas is, is secreting, you know, based on what kind of food you're ingesting. Like, okay, so if I take in, you know, table sugar, you know, my pancreas is going to receive the message and kick out a, a, load of, a lot of insulin. Now, insulin is just a storing hormone. It literally just takes sugar, and it just stuffs it in a cell, and it doesn't give a shit. So the more insulin you have in your bloodstream, the more, quote-unquote storing hormone you have in your bloodstream the more you're prone to storing body fat because if you just don't utilize it you're going to shelf it it's like buying too many groceries you just put it on a shelf or something right or put it in your cupboard or your whatever your pantry so you know you just bought in surplus so you ate in surplus and for, sorry about that i thought for a second he's under the table never mind sorry <laughs> about that attention death shiny object um you gotta and that's another thing you gotta have your head on a swivel with these kids i'm serious oh yeah because they'll wander off and he'll be signing up a member or something. He's doing good. So uh, so you don't want a lot of like insulin in your bloodstream. If you're somebody who is uh, who has a hard time taking off body fat, you don't want a lot of high insulin. You don't want a lot of things that have a high insulin response. And so a lot of times eating a, a very moderate uh, food on a moderate glycemic index, like your you know, sweet potatoes or oatmeal or, you know, things that are just a very, you know, Something that's very low on a glycemic index would be like vegetables and you know those types of things. I mean, those are they don't have any sort of insulin secretion when you ingest it. You take in a vegetable, there's like your pancreas doesn't care. There's like yeah. no 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 blood sugar needed to be or no uh, insulin needed to be kicked out for uh, increasing your, your to store it. So anyway, uh, just in layman terms, I stay away from things that really kind of spike insulin. And you know, if if you look up a glycemic index, it'll give you a list of foods that are on like a high glycemic index and you want to stay away from them uh, and eat things that are a little bit more moderate to low for your carbohydrate sources. But you need energy, man. You need food and you need fuel. Like you say, there's all kinds of fads, fastings and, you know, these other things. But I think if you really boil us down to just a healthy lifestyle and a lifestyle is something you can just do without even thinking about it. It's just, you just live like that. Like if I said, Hey, I'm going to eat anything that swims in flies and vegetables. And if I qualify anything, I could have anything I want. It just falls under that um, you know, context and under that umbrella. So I think that's easier for people sometimes than just, you know, counting calories. Yeah. Because you're not going to give fat. You're not going to become this huge blimp on grapes. I totally you know? agree. Yeah, eat the hell out. Eat the shit out of them. Pounds of them. Are you, are you a small meals throughout the day guy? You just eat one, like three meals or what do you kind of All right. Do? So when I was younger um, and I competitively did the bodybuilding, you know, and I was doing that and I'd be dieting for shows. I would eat like every two to three hours. And that works because you're, you're, you're doing resistance training, you're doing your cardiorespiratory exercise, your cardiovascular exercise, and you're eating every couple hours, but you're eating like tuna fish and, you know, a half a sweet potato. You know what I mean? It's, you know, so when the people say eat two to three, you know, every two to three hours, some people are thinking, all right, so cool. So I have McDonald's and then I'll go over here and I'll have it. Like, no, like literally you're having uh, a portion of protein the size of the palm of your hand and a portion of carbohydrates the size of the palm of your hand. And that's really the size of the meals you should really almost be eating is a portion of protein the size of the palm of your hand, a portion of carbohydrates the size of the palm of your hand, and some vegetables the palm of your hand. 
And if you, that's your serving and you start to look at your hand, <laughs> you're like, all right, so that protein piece that big, carbohydrates that big. So that pretty soon that's not a whole hell of a lot. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't occupy but one of those little guys, those little plates. Everybody's eating on these big ass plates. Those things are like 12 inches in diameter. And like when they grab dinner plates, they grab these bad boys. If you just grab the little saucers, the little guys, here, just jam it on that. And then that's another lifestyle change. I just literally change the plate size I use. And when I load this sucker, I'm done. You know, and if you just live like that, your portions are reduced. It's easier to follow. But uh, I used to do this every two to three hours shit, you know, and then after a while it became ridiculous. Especially if we talk about having kids or you're doing something or you're on the road or you're traveling. It becomes a little bit ridiculous to think that you could pack and do all this stuff. Can you do it for short term? Sure. You know, 16 weeks before competition, got it, I can pull that off because there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an X in the calendar, there's an end to this shit. But I think when you talk about like infinity in your, in your life, you know, you gotta be a little reasonable. It's pretty unrealistic for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think just, I think if you just kind of control what you're doing and, and if you take in your breakfast and you have a really healthy lunch and you have a healthy dinner, uh, and you're, you're following the context of those types of things and you're making foods and not getting them out of a package, I think you're golden. And then, um, a lot of times just like, don't have anything that would really spike your blood sugar after five, five o'clock at night, five, six o'clock at night. You know, any, any carbohydrates are kind of really, it's like having something your body's not going to use anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, people are like, well, I drink juice. It's, it's orange juice. It's real orange juice, you know? And that's healthy, right? And I'm like, well, yes, it's healthy, but it's the time you take it in. So if I'm, if I'm blasting orange juice at 9 p.m., <laughs> that's not good for you. I've I, seen people do that. Oh, dude, that, well, I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, I have my orange juice, and I'm thinking, dude, Why? You're not even gonna use that. You're not gonna. Your body doesn't need that. You're gonna go lay down. So your body's gonna like first. Your insulin's gonna go up. Your pancreas is gonna kick out a lot of insulin. It's sensing there's a lot of sugars that have to be stored here. And since they're not being used and there's no physical activity to back it up, it's like, well, we don't even really need this shit. Um, let's just stick it here in the closet. Let's stick it in the pantry. Let's stick it here in the fridge. And that's what it does. And it just keeps putting. So people are actually eating the right things. It's just when they're doing it, their timing's way off, and they're actually gaining body fat and they're eating healthy. Just because they're just spiking their insulin and not controlling their insulin, you know, when they take in those foods that, that do that. So timing is a big thing. Dude, I think timing is everything because you can still if you're going to have garbage, and you're going to have like uh, big meals. Do it first thing in the morning, like do it in the morning because you're going to metabolize all that and burn that as the work day goes on. Yeah, you metabolize all that stuff. And I think society has it all different because we always sit down for dinner and somehow it got to the point where your dinners are your big fucking meals. You know, like that's where you really load up. That's the big dog. When in reality, it should be like the first thing you do is the big dog. And it all goes down for there for that's just like a snack, you know, and then you go off with your, and then you go to bed. And then you just big to small and you taper off and go to bed. And if you could change that, that's what I mean by lifestyle changes. Just switch a few things, change a few things up, and it makes a huge difference. Most people are always looking for this instant result shit. You know, what can I get out of a, make this diet change? I'm on this diet. But if you're, you're better to make little change over a longer period of time, a longer period of time than a big ass change and span over a little period of time. So anyway, that's my two cents on eating. That's Keep all, going. I like no. these. These are good, man. I'm blowing the <laughs> dust off some of the, you know, because a lot of times I haven't even thought about this stuff, honestly, with everything going on. I don't even think about this. I mean, you're asking these questions. It's, it's awesome because I'm like going back like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I'm reminding myself, too, now as I'm talking about this stuff. So. I mean, you were you were a personal trainer for a while, so you got to see transformations in people, and you got to see fads over the years. Yeah. And the biggest thing I tell people is 
small changes first. You not, know what? You know what pisses me off? Here's what pisses me off. All of this bullshit in fitness these days. There's always like the new shiny object, you know. And hey, what's this? And oh, there's this thing. Or, oh, there's this diet. Or there's hey, you hear about this workout? Like, it's like listen, and you, the number one basic that has, has always stood the t- stood the test of time. You need 100% male or female. You need to build as much muscle as humanly possible for your, that your hormone levels will let you build naturally. Build the shit out of them. Try to put as much muscle as you can on because muscle occupies less space than body fat does. So if you, you've always had those diagram, you know, those little things you hold at the doctor's office. Here's five pounds of muscle. You know, it's like the size of the microphone. And then here's five pounds of fat and it's like the table I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you've seen yeah. that? So there's like a huge contrasting difference. So muscle occupies less space than body fat does. Your goal is to actually do the the heavy lifting and the compound movements and the real grinder, the grinder shit that's hard to do and build as much muscle as humanly possible. Because if you do that, not only are you going to be metabolizing a ton of calories while you're doing it, but you have such a residual caloric expenditure because you have all that micro trauma in your muscles. You I mean you're sleeping at night. And your body's metabolizing so many more calories just sleeping, you know, than if you're just walking around and doing like a bunch of cardiorespiratory exercise. So you're, you're literally, you're fueling yourself just sleeping there. And then when the more muscle you have, the more cells your body has to sustain, you just have a, a higher metabolism. Your, your caloric, you know, expenditure throughout the day is just, is just so much higher because you just have to carry much more cells that are developed now. And that's your benefit. So now you're actually benefiting and you're metabolizing and burning more calories just sitting here, me talking to you. Here's here's a caveat I want to say. So all yeah. the women that heard you say that think, oh, my God, I don't want to look like a female bodybuilder. But then you, <laughs> you said one very important part. Yeah. As much as your hormone levels will let you. Yeah. Females, unless they are taking estrogen blockers, steroids, this and that, right. you're not going to look like a female bodybuilder. Right. You're not. That is purpose. It's purposely done, and it's intentional yeah. that women look like that. Right. So I think it's yeah, you know it's point. amazing how you know and coming through the fitness game. I mean, I've seen so many women who don't understand even testosterone. People say they're horny, testosterone. That's like roids, isn't it? Like no, no, no. That's a synthetic uh, testosterone. That's outside of the body influence. That's like you're giving yourself something that is not normally produced uh, by your own, you know, uh, you know, pituitary gland and you know whatever. But so you're, you're, you're asking your, your body to, you're producing more, let me start over. If I inject something like a synthetic testosterone, I'm elevating my testosterone level to like far more than my natural body would ever produce. So yeah, that's why guys who are on these steroids, they look enormous and huge. <laughs> Dude, he's like going through your filing cabinet. I think you're going to have shit missing. You're I think he just ma- found a tax form and he was. Did you find that? We're trying to hide that. Is he, I'm just is he working on a car back there? <laughs> it's like he was. Yeah, it's like he's reorganizing your filing cabinet. Uh, so women are like, you know, they think muscles. They think, you know, okay, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you, you know, this fantastic, and you'd be training over there, and you know, work your quadriceps, okay, because there's four muscles there, you know. But no, it's it's really, you know, you're. <laughs> You're, you're actually, you, you need to really bang the weights. You need to try to boost your the testosterone that you produce naturally, male, male and female. You know, women are, th- you know, women need to understand the testosterone game too, because 
if they look at males and they want to be lean and not carry as much body fat and water retention and bloatedness or whatever, but, but you need to have more of that hormone. So your body produces more of that hormone naturally. But if you do the compound movements and you do those things that activate big muscle groups, legs, back, you know, heavy labor stuff, you know, the real stuff that actually is like pushing a car type labor, that's going to activate a lot of big muscles and that's going to really increase your amount of natural growth hormone and testosterone that you're producing naturally that your body only already does, but it's maximizing its own production. So over the course of time, you're leaner, you're harder, you have less body fat, you have less water retention and you know, you're firmer, you know, and people say firmer, but you're like, you know, you just feel like you have less visceral fat around yeah. your organs. Oh too. yeah, man. That's another so important thing. People say, well, I want to tighten and I'm on a tone. That's great. Uh, but they just want to walk on a treadmill and maybe putz around on maybe some selectorized machines and they work small muscle groups like arms or shoulders or, you know, mm-hmm. biceps or a deltoid muscle or something. It's very, very small. There's no real, uh, you know, release of growth hormone or, or testosterone there. So they're not going to really get the results that are, you know, residual all over their body by just activating that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, men and women alike need to really bang and get after it and, 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 and start pushing heavy weights to build as much muscle as humanly possible. I mean, if their goal is to like, I'm gonna see how big I could get, what they would actually find is they're actually gonna get smaller. And I'm talking about the women, talking yeah, to women yeah, listeners yeah, out yeah, there. Like yeah. if, they, if they were to say, yeah, I'm gonna try to get smaller, but you know what, I'm gonna try to get as big as I can. I'm gonna lift as much as I can like the boys. And they did that. But now you're actually seeing a lot of women figure that out. So it's, it's awesome now because now I'm watching a lot of the, the women out there are figuring out, like if I wanna look the way I wanna look, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna work like the boys. And they start adapting this whole thing, so they're not going to work out like women should, what the society has told them. You see this in CrossFit now. I mean, look at CrossFitters. You look at these CrossFit women. I mean, they're, the ones that are on the, the CrossFit games, you know, those are sometimes for some women that'd be a little much. Yeah. But, I mean, take a step, a few steps back from that, and all of a sudden, man, these women look awesome. And what are they doing? They're doing pull-ups. They're doing deadlifts. They're, like, cleaning. They're rowing. They're moving. They're rocking. They're rolling. They're cranking. And that's why they look the way they look. And so if you want the legs, you want your legs like the way you want it to look or your butt the way you want it to look, you need to start rocking and rolling. Right, Emmett? He sat back down, right? <laughs> <laughs> you no, heard him. He was right. Dude, he was, he was into that. He, he was, was banging it. He was, dude, he was fired up about that because that's true. You know, that's good. You know, so anyway. No, that's, uh, this is all good stuff, man. I'm so glad I got to have you come on. <laughs> Me and, too, bro. And, and I didn't know we were going to go way into this fitness route, but that worked out perfect. I'll See, keep, this is what I'll, I'm let's keep going. About. I want to keep going, dude. I, I, I love it. I like, you know, I, I really, that's my roots is fitness. I think that I'll never stop exercising or working out. Right? I'm, I'm going to get Emmett going too. Like for my kids, I've got yeah. them going. They're already lifting weights. You know, they're already screwing around. And you got to make it fun, you know? So yeah. I think if we can, if I can form good habits in our youth, let's get on that topic, okay? The youth is screwed up, man. I mean, you have, these kids are like tied into video games. It's not, it's not a popular thing to be in multiple sports now and shit. You know, it's a specializational society. You know, I, there's like fucking 14 year old kids getting Tommy John surgery for pitching. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would you have to have Tommy John surgery on your elbow? You're a 14 year old kid. And preventatively. They do like, this preventatively so that they can go and not have the injury later. Dude, That's why? just crazy to me. I think it's fucking stupid, that. man. I, I, I think the parents out there me. who are like making their kids specialize ought to be slapped, honestly. And I, you know, sorry out there, guys. I mean, there has been a lot of studies out there. I mean, even hell, the, you look at the top draft picks um, in the NFL. 
Uh, I think it was like 90% of them or 29 out of the 32 top draft picks were multiple sport athletes in high school. So there it goes to show you. There's a cross-application with these different sports. You're actually resting certain things and giving that connective tissue time to heal. You know, the ligaments or tendons or bones and microfractures and shit like this. Mm-hmm. That muscle heals on a couple of days, but these connective tissues don't. And Emmett knows this. You can hear him back there. <laughs> See how he gets fired up about this shit? He's pissed. He's like, this. they got me in lacrosse camp. They got lacrosse this, lacrosse. They never go. They never leave the game. They never leave the sport. So... Instead of being able to cross that, you know, get in, now it's basketball season. Now it's baseball season. Now it's wrestling season. Now it's track season. Now it's football season. Yep, now it's I soccer did, season. I did football now it's swimming. Track. You know, yep. We play hockey now. So instead of, like, having all these types of things and you become, a, as we said earlier, a wealthy soul and a wealth of, of experiences over your lifetime, you can look back and say, yeah, I did all kinds of cool shit. I was all here and there. I did one thing. And there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas where a lot of these kids are going to come out of this. And now they're going to be like, Man, I wish I would have been able to do that. Oh, I wish I would have been able to do that. That looked fun. That looked cool. But I never did because mom and dad didn't let me. I was always going to soccer camp all the freaking time. It's so funny because I did football and track, and my football friends were a completely different crowd yeah. than the track friends. But those relationships, I wouldn't have traded for anything. Right. They were amazing. Yeah, and man. I wouldn't have gotten that if I would have just done football. And then my buddy right. said, well, you're fast. Why don't you run track and learn how to run faster and learn the proper form yeah. So that it'll cross over into football. But True. You're, but you're right. Nope. My kid's going to be a Division One baseball pitcher, and this is all he's going to do. I'm going to fire gonna him into devote, these camps. And we're going to devote it, and all of our time and focus is going to go into this. No, nah, man, it's stupid. It's the parents' fault. Well, you know, and that's that's a whole other topic, but that's them living vicariously through their kids, which it's not I, – I say this now. When, I, when my children get into sports, it's going to be fun to watch, and I'm going to really take after my dad. Okay. My dad had it right. He got it right all the time. He would just shut the fuck up, watch the event, cheer us on, you know, and then that was it. He let the coaches do the coaching. He never was like the guy who was like yelling Thank from you. the bleachers Thank and you. shit. Thank you. You know, getting in fights with other parents in the stands, being an idiot. It was always like watch and enjoy your kids play. And then afterwards, you, we could talk about it or watch the tape because he would always videotape everything on the, J, the old JVC, you know, and yep. shit, like with the big VHS tape jammed in it. <laughs> You know, remember those days we were sitting with like a camcorder, camcorder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, he'd be always taping the game. It's all over the place. He's cheering, and the camera's going off. You know what I mean? <laughs> the play's going the whole other way. But like that's the stuff that he got right. And as a father, now that I'm a father myself, I'm seeing the genius in that that I didn't see before. You know, at the time I didn't, you know, whatever. But now I see how cool it was because there's so many parents out there that are so you know, living vicariously through their kids, they're almost over-demanding what, and not letting them be a fucking kid. Let them be a kid, dude. Let them be seven. Let them be eight years old. Let them enjoy shit. Don't be, why do you, what are you coaching them during the game for? How stupid is this shit? Let them just be a kid, you know, and just have that, have that experience in their existence. And, you know, so you don't coach during, it's a wrong time for any coaching. And I think parents don't even get it. They were losers themselves in, in the sport. But now they don't want to. They want to make sure that their kid's not a loser, so they're coaching from the stands, and their coach is trying to tell them stuff, and they're over here telling them their own opinion, and it's like it's disrespectful to the coach too. Let, let them the do, coach let do, them the do the job. Their job. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, okay? They're in sports and they're in activities because you're trying to raise a productive citizen in society. You know what I mean? So you're teaching them, okay? Listen to your coaches. Listen to your thing. Respect your elders. Do your thing. Your coach is talking. Shut your mouth. Listen. 
you know, you, you execute the play, don't do what you want, you know, and then you, that you can take that application. And, you know, the harder I work, the more I can achieve, you know, listening to my, respecting my elders, you know, being a respectful person, taking that and parlaying that into society when you become, when you enter into the job force or when you go to school, you have a teacher telling you to do something, you know, you're, you, you follow through with that, you know, I don't know more than the teacher and bucking the system and shit and then just be, so when you start to kind of, I don't say predicate, but you're like, you're, it's, you're condoning, you know, yeah, it's okay to not listen to your coaches. It's okay to not follow through, disrespect your elders. What do they know anyway? You know, you get in trouble at school. Wait a minute, I'm going to be pissed. Where's this teacher? Give me that guy's number, you know? Instead of being like, if you got in trouble at school, you got it twice as bad at home. That's that's the era I came out of. Uh, me too. You know? I was right with you. But now it's like, oh, you got in trouble at school? Where's that number? That's bullshit. I'm calling them on the phone. This is ridiculous. I'm going to talk to this teacher of yours. This is, they don't know you, you know? So it's like, what is that? What message does that send? to a child who now grows up i mean i feel sorry for the kids dude i mean i could go off on for days about shit like this i feel bad for a society brought up on fucking participation awards for showing up you know you were right the teacher was wrong you know and then you're supposed to get in a society and you be productive and actually earn your way through living because life isn't like fucking playing favorites dude you know you get out there and nobody plays favorites and life will kick your ass if you let it and how are you going to teach a kid to deal with a loss? And that's what sports are supposed to do. There's winning and learning. There's never losing. There's winning and learning. You won. Hey, awesome. What did you do well? How did it work? Why did it work well? Okay, you lost. Let's take away something from this. Let's make adjustments. Let's watch the tape. Let's talk about what happened. Let's make the adjustment next time. Let's drill that in practice so that doesn't happen again. And so there's winning and learning. And you keep shifting your way through this so that in life... You can apply that. So like we talk entrepreneur, I'm not, dude, everything I do has never been successful, man. I've taken super huge shits on things that I've done. I've shit the bed in a lot of different things. And it's like, so pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then get on with the next thing and move on. Because you could go on a marketing campaign and spend thousands and lose your shit. And you're like, dude, we just spent 5,000 and we got nowhere. We just spent five thousand dollars in like an ad spend or in some sort of an effort. It didn't even move the fucking needle. <laughs> you know that's a huge loss. So instead of crying about it and complaining and then being like, "Well, this is bullshit. This sucks," and having an attitude about everything, it's like, "All right, okay, all right. So let's take a step back. Okay, why didn't it work? Let's evaluate this. Let's analyze things." Well, I got that from sports and upbringing and just grinding it out and and having that application. So that's what I think the youth needs to get back to is. If you got a trophy, that's because you lost more than you won, and now you've prepared yourself so that you are a champion. You've gotten to the point where you have a definitive winning and losing, and I think that's why I like arm wrestling still. I don't give a shit if you participated. If you go out there and get your shit kicked out of you, you wouldn't even care about taking a trophy home. You'd be like, this is why. Like, I went up here and got smoked. I'm, it's kind of stupid. That's like, I like those sports that have like a very objective uh, winner and loser. Wrestling, you got pinned, dude, in front of everybody. Like yeah. you're, yeah. you lost, bro. So even if you got a medal, like you're gonna be like throwing this in the trash. Like, why the fuck would I have a medal? I just got pinned. I lost. Why would I even like care about this? Yeah. I got a trophy now for what? Getting stuck? Yeah, that's not cool. So there's like this like common sense to things instead of uh, you know what's going on lately. I we see that in our industry in hiring. Um, it's um, it's brutal out there. I think a lot of kids nowadays use school as a shelter to not get into the real world seriously 
And at the time, I didn't understand it when my dad said, you're 15 years old. Guess what? You're coming to work at my car shop. And yeah, right. guess what? You're going to work at your stepmom's restaurant, too, on the weekends. <laughs> right. And you're going to learn the definition of earning what you want. Because I started right. asking for these things. Hey, yeah. can I go to this movie? Can I get a car? Can I get this? Can I get Once that? Once you save up. Yeah. And then right? So then it was, I figured out really quickly, I don't have to go and ask them for anything. I can just work a couple extra hours here, and then I'll just tell them where I'm going. Right, I'll right, just right. tell them I'm going to go to this movie. I'm going yeah. with my girlfriend to this movie. I'm going to go, oh, you want a car? We'll save up for it. Right. You want this CD player? with? You know, I had the CD player with the subwoofers in, in the back. You know, I went through that whole phase. Yo, everybody right? Everyone right. went yeah, everybody went through that whole phase. Yeah, so, the 13, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you know. So <laughs> I, I didn't have to go, and I never had to ask for help with that. It was all, oh, this is my money. I earned it. If I could give one piece of advice to a kid in college or even coming out of high school, get a job, man. Oh, yeah. e- even if your parents aren't pushing you to, go get a job and fail and make mistakes. Yeah. And then you're going to learn from all that. And then later in life, you're going to look back like I am now on it. And I'm going to go, thank God my parents pushed me to do those things. You yeah, know? man. It's I think it's easier to teach a young dog uh, trick. You can't teach old dog new tricks, right? That's the whole Amen. saying, right? So you can't, once you're, once you have this like, you know, 19, 20, 20 year old, you know, son or daughter who thinks they know everything, that's very hard to unwind, you know, and, instead of like just doing this and starting early and then moving it up from there. Hey, work for a dollar an hour. My dad just to say, well, well, you can work for me. You can work for a dollar an hour, you know, and if you want to buy something, $10, it's 10 hours. So like, okay, so mowing the grass, that's an hour. So we, you know, log that, you know, and then you, You'd log yeah. these, you know, log these little jobs, whatever, and you'd log your ten hours. You make your ten bucks, and you go buy your ten dollars thing you wanted to get. So, I, I think I think a lot of the society needs to find its way back to that, you know. And I maybe every generation has done this. And I think to myself, you know, I know, you know, my grandpa used to say, "Oh, the fucking kids today." Yep, my parents so, used to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I think that's just an ongoing thing. But I really think you start looking in the mirror and you say, "All right, well, you know, you're in a society now where I'm going to have sons and daughters." who they're going to come to me and say, why, why should I have to learn this shit in school anyway? Like, you just fucking Google it. You know, and then that's a real problem. So you have to, you know, you have to really get around this. Well, what happens when there's no Google? What if the internet shuts down? Everybody's going to sit there looking around like my dad. <laughs> All right, so story of my dad. So I'm taking trigonometry in college, right? And everybody goes through this. So like, what the fuck am I going to learn this shit? When am I going to use trigonometry? Yep, yep. When am I going to do a, a proof? Okay, when am I going to have to sit down and know sine, cosine, and tangent and shit? What am I going to do all this nonsense, right? Remember, this, you know, oh, you yeah. talking about sine, you know, cosine, you know, that's blowing the dust out, you know. So, for those of you out there who are there, you know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so, you know, okay, I'm like, why? I'm, I'm complaining to him on the phone. I'm like, what the, what am I going to learn all this shit for? Why do I have to learn this crap? And he goes, oh, that's a good attitude. That's a good attitude. So, if, if everybody thought like you, you know, he could easily have been like, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just get through the grade. You're never going to use that anyway. And he could have sided with me, but he didn't. And he was like, oh, that's a good attitude to have. If everybody thought like you, then then every time a trigonometrical problem came up, they'd all stand around looking at each other with their finger in their ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he had, it, was, it was awesome dad, right? So he's like, that that's what you needed to hear. That's what I needed to hear. So I took that and I, I laughed. I was thinking to myself, pretty funny everybody's standing around with a finger in their ass looking at each other because no one knew how to do trig but it made sense that you know someone has to learn it and you know you should learn these things so that whenever you run into a situation in life someplace 
that you at least have the basis knowledge that you can actually survive in society. You know, and honestly, I think you see a lot of that going away, man. And now look at it. The trades are a huge deal. You couldn't find, I got a buddy who works in a car dealership. They can't find automotive techs. He's like, you don't know what it takes. Because one guy like got drunk or something, threw himself out of a car and like, you know, something. And I'm like, he, I was like, what happened? And he's like, yeah, one of the, the techs got hammered or something and threw himself out of a car. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And he goes, that's, that's terrible. He goes, there's no techs out there. No, no, you no. Know, you can't lose a tech. You, you never would find one. So nobody wants to do this stuff. So again, uh, I think it's important that you learn to work on your own vehicles. You learn how to do your own thing, change your own brakes, you know, something crazy. So now they have YouTube out there. You could figure everything out. I mean, yeah, that's oh the yeah. beauty of that. You could go to YouTube university and figure it out and do it yourself so that you don't have to run into a problem where you're handcuffed when a situation arises and somebody tells you, well, this is what we got to do. And it's going to cost you X amount. You have options, you know? And I think that that's a real important thing, but getting back to like the kids, you know, it's, I think it's important to like teach them lessons on a primal level and primal, you know, is something that is easily measured. You know, the harder they worked at something, the better they did. So mm -hmm. if you got a trophy, that's because you won something and you or placed in something. And now you got an award because you did a really good job, you know, and maybe you had to rake your fucking ass off to get to that, but then that's okay. Arm wrestling. I just, uh, I got third place at this Michigan state last weekend. Congratulations. And, well, yeah, whatever. But I hate third, right? Everybody does. So I'm hard <laughs> on myself. Right. But here's the deal. There, there's these big gorilla trophies for the top three and there's 12 guys in my class. So there's these huge gorilla trophies. And for the past four years, I didn't place. I missed last year. I didn't go, but the first two years I went, I didn't even place in the top three. So guess what? I get to watch everybody else getting their name called and going up and getting their trophy. And I didn't, and it affected me. It's motivation, man. It affected me in a good way. And I'm glad that existed because that's the fire you need to stoke. That's what you need to do. So if you didn't get the promotion, somebody else got the promotion, let it let a fire in your ass a little bit, you know, use it, you know, it, they always say this shit about whatever it doesn't kill you makes you stronger and all that jazz. But, but like, let something fuel you, let it make you mad enough to say, you know, fuck this man. I'm never gonna let this happen ever again. I'm going to put in the time that I need to so that I can be on the opposite end of this so that my name is called. I'm the one getting pictures taken. I'm the one on the posters. I'm the guy that ever the TV cameras are. That's the motivation. So when people look at that, there isn't an instant gratification to, to stuff like that. You are literally inching your way along. And then between now and getting the trophies, you're going to have to get your ass kicked a little bit too. Yep. You got to take another loss because it's going to come bite you. And you, it's a matter of just being able to get in and out of these wins and losses with a positive attitude over the years. And so that's what the kids need to figure out and they shouldn't give them trophies for showing up. I agree. And, just, and that's a hard pill for a lot of parents to swallow there. Yeah. Uh, but somehow it got, it got weird. You know, they, they call it the pussification of the, you know, of society or something, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's real. And, and it, for some reason, somehow it was like, well, we want to make everybody feel special, you know, because, somewhere somebody didn't take the lesson of you lost you didn't do well you should work harder at it if it matters to you mm -hmm. and they didn't want that they just wanted people to feel special all the time but it's seriously affecting you said employment when, when you hire people these young men and women who are coming out dude i mean it's they're it's almost strange for them to say well you got to earn your way through and you know earn your stripes and you know, get in here and get your feet wet and then Here's a, here's a phone. 
you gotta pick it up and actually talk to somebody, oh, and man, they look tough. at and they look at you like, what do you what do you mean? I mean, can't I just send them a, this thing. I can't send them a text message. No, reach out to them. Oh no. Uh, oh. Well, no. What is? What do you mean? Yeah. So, I see it all the time. I'm gonna have to force my kids to f- make phone calls, and I'm gonna make it a de- make. You know, you kind of have to like call them out once in a while. Like, what do you get to text everybody? You're gonna have to go call? there. Why don't you call? He hasn't answered me. Why don't you call him, dude? No. I hear that all the time. Reach out to I him. I hear that all the time. Um, I hate to I hate to wrap this up. No, I don't wrap I'm it up. Ru- I'm running. I'm running up. I'm running up against another appointment here, so we got to run. But, but ticket we had out. We still but, have a camera. Camera just stopped there for a second. We got it. We got to figure it out. Um. Anyway, so I always like to end each show sure. by having you share something. Oh. So. I want you to give us two pieces of advice to I've been live by. You all, kinds all right, I know you have. You really have. I should even go on a tangent. Give me, give me the oh, two, man. two bullet points to to live by to carry on. It could be health and fitness related. It could be parent related. It could be entrepreneurial related. You've shared a lot. Two things, two tidbits of really, really good information that these guys can take with them. Man. That's not, a tough thing to ask not, a guy, man. Not to man. put you on the spot or anything. Wow, the two things. You know, I I think what less is more. I think you need to get yourself focused on what you want life to be about, man. I really do. I think you need to, like, cut, trim all the shit off and get all the nonsense out of your life that you just extraneous just noise and it's a distraction. Less is more. When you dial down, you dial right into what really you give a shit about, then do that, whatever that is, okay? Whether it's a negative influence of friends or people or a job you got or a relationship you're in or, you know, you're whatever. Uh, and, and the other thing is um, I would say you need to, like, you know, start challenging yourself because you're not. You're really not. You're not really challenging yourself at all. You know, you think about it in your day. You're not really, you're coasting. And you're going to be unhappy with that coast shit. You're coasting in life. So, you know, in the end of this whole deal, in the sands of the hourglass, they're almost up. You're going to look back and say, what it should have, could have. And, okay, so not all of us are going to be able to burn hot all the time. You're always going to have like a roller coaster, like a stock market of, of I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. That's fine. So, but just like any fitness routine or anything else, you're going to have those like peaks and valleys in the game in life, but try to keep reminding yourself to stay high on it and challenge yourself and get back to the basics and less is more and dial down and and push yourself a little bit. Find something that you have to actually work at once in a while and then go work at it for you. And, um, those would be the two things. That's awesome. That that was a really good answer. (laughs) Um, well, awesome, buddy. Hey, Sorry for getting I, all I'm deep gonna, on you, dog. No, hey, Emma, are you is, okay? Are you still back there? He's 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 alive. I think he's, he's re- like, Dad. I, when are we gonna leave this place? I, I think he was like, you know, rewiring something or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man. I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know it's a bit dude, of a I'm, hike to come on here. You I'm gonna, me, dude? I'm, gonna I'm have stoked to, that you got us on here. Man. I'm gonna That's have awesome. to have you back on because we just kind of we just kind of like touched on a lot of these things. So, dude, I'll talk about all kinds of stay shit. Stay tuned. You know stay tuned for a later episode. We will have you back on. Um, oh, by I, the way, keep remember now the One Health, One Health promo code. The One Health promo code for People Ticket Weirdo. Are, Dude, Ticket Weirdo, if you're out there, you're going to get your concert tickets, your sports tickets, you know, going to see Hamilton, whatever, some theater, maybe a stand-up comedy show, whatever. You're going to get tickets. 
Don't even think about anything else. If you're thinking tickets, you should think just Ticket Weirdo, period. You can't screw that up, and you can't even forget that name. Ticket Weirdo. Go to TicketWeirdo.com. I'll say it again. TicketWeirdo.com. All right, one more time. TicketWeirdo.com, <laughs> okay? Go search any event you want. Pick your seats. Buy your tickets. In the checkout process, enter promo code ONE HEALTH, all capital letters, no spaces, ONE HEALTH, and knock yourself off 10% on unlimited purchases for life. We appreciate that, man. Right. Uh, again, another thanks to Team Motivate and you and EcoGym for sponsoring. Uh, remember to go to the OneHealthPodcast.com, OneHealthPodcast.com. Stay up to date on the latest episodes, sponsorships, videos, all the other information. Our mission is on there, OneHealthPodcast.com. Make sure you guys go there. Um, we learned a valuable lesson about scheduling. Uh, we're not going to announce our next guest every week at the no, end of dude. this. No, dude. Yeah, make it a mystery. Schedules change. So you guys will just have to tune in next time and see. I think the mystery is a good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love it, man. Hey, thanks again for being on. Uh, until next week, see you guys.